Well, in 1984, I think it was, Pastor Holder showed up. He probably didn't even have gray hair back then. And, uh, <laughs> and he became a member of Liberty Baptist Tabernacle. And at some point, he became a deacon in this church. And he served as a deacon probably till he was ordained to go pastor. I don't know for sure. I don't know all the details there. And um, we're honored to have him with us. Amen. I really wanted a, an, a friend of the church, somebody that knew the heartbeat of liberty this year. And so um, we're honored to have him. Pastor Holder, won't you come ahead and preach for us tonight, brother? Amen. Thank you. Amen. <clears throat> and if you couldn't tell last night, he needs our prayers. Amen. Amen. He is really, he's really doing this completely on the grace of God. That's all I need. Now, brother, I want to tell you, there's Listen. corners on these tables. Brother, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't want that one to feel left out, so I, I got all <laughs> both of them, you know. So I was going to come in and round them off. No, no, they don't need to do that, you know. That's put bumper pads on there for me. You know, like I said, uh, I brought my drugs again tonight. Uh, my lovely wife of 35 years is not with us tonight. Christine is not feeling well. She's uh, kind of doing the earthy stuff and all that, you know, how that goes. I brought me an official snot rag tonight. <laughs> so, so if you see me go there, my nose is, you know, it's amazing how our bodies are, are we, we uh, talk about our bodies, you know, our, our nose run and our feet smell. Really, it should be our <laughs> nose smell and our feet run. But anyway, you know, it's just kind of funny, but that's what we say. You know, like I said, is. Um, I'm certainly glad that you all came out tonight uh, to, again, this is a special night. It really is. Um, you know, like I said, it all started 40 years ago. That's a day or two down the road, I'm telling you. And tonight, as we acknowledge this date, we're more than honored to have our founding pastor and his family still with us. You know, that's, that's just God's blessing. And I just hope you uh, agree with me tonight. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 27, 2, it says, let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thy own lips. Well, I ain't the man I used to be, but I still fit <clears throat> what it says a man, and you all are, it says men. I just want us all to stand and give this pastor and his family a standing ovation. Amen. Again, he didn't ask me to do that. The Lord put this on my heart weeks ago. And it's just, it was just great hearing Brother Torbison talk about some of the laws that they were so instrumental in getting passed. For us, the sacrifices that they made for us. And because of that, and God, you know, gave the increase, we are beneficial and we are here tonight. All week long, we have been talking from Deuteronomy, which I remember I told you last night, the book of Deuteronomy means new law. Not that God changes his law. But it was a new generation that was getting started. And like I said, that wasn't the time to have your 21st birthday because <laughs> except for Joshua and Caleb, uh, anybody over 20 died in the wilderness. Remember I told you, I did the math, 70 people, well, 69.444, I don't know how you get that, 444, but 69 Almost 70 people a day passing 
So tonight, as we go back to our scripture text tonight, chapter 2, Deuteronomy, verse number 7. For the Lord thy God. You know, all throughout the Bible, I mean, it just hits me every time I see that. Thy God. We have to be reminded he's our God. You know, you can just sit there and think, who is your God? Because somebody is, but let's just go on tonight. For the Lord thy God have blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through the great wilderness these 40 years. The Lord thy God have been with thee. Thou has lacked nothing. Now, if that doesn't describe what has happened, I don't know what is. Uh, again, and, and when Brother and I was talking, and I, he said, well, I, you know, we were talking about a theme, and, and this one kind of popped up, and I knew right then and there, okay, Lord, that's where we're going. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we preached that the Lord had watched over Israel all these years. But he's washed over liberty all these years. And he's still watching over Israel. And he's still watching over us. Amen. That's good eating as we sit down south. You know, that, that's, that's, that's good stuff. I mean, because God watches over us. And like I said last night, he, no one has stuck by us. All our lives like he has. We have loved ones that are passed away that have gone from this church and all these things. But God is still here. He's still in the midst. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. And I'm glad of that. He's watched over us. And you know, he walked with them. While they were in the wilderness. Remember I talked last night a little bit about that. Showing mercy and, and grace. And, and he certainly has shown mercy and grace to us. And forgiveness, by the way. Because, you know, we've had our ups, our downs. And sometimes we had a little sideways in there wobbly every now and then. But God has been Merciful. He has not given us what we deserve, and I'm thankful. He's still making the impossible possible. I can deal with that. So, just to recap just slightly, over these last two nights, uh, we have tried to encourage you because here's the thing. From this point forward, we're into the 41st year now. Amen. And so what we need and what I really am hoping and and believing that God is going to do is to show us some things that we need to kind of tighten up a little bit as we go forward. Remember I said that, you know, the Lord, in a couple of places here, he got to a point. He said, you have walked around this mountain. You have compassed this mountain long enough. Yeah. There's a point out there where God said, okay, that's enough. Of course, everything he said was going to happen. It did happen. But like I pointed out to you, there are things in our lives and we keep circling and circling because we haven't got the the victory. And mind you, just like God never meant for the children of Israel to go into the wilderness, he doesn't want you to go into the wilderness. But sometime because of our choices, he allows that. But even so, He sustained them. Remember I talked about how he he gave them manna to eat. Just about put it in their mouth. All they had to do was reach down and pick it out. 
You know, even when we're going through some tough times, God is still blessing you. Didn't you get up this morning? You know, you might not didn't read your word like you were supposed to. You might not didn't witness. Remember, I, I, I challenged you. I said, 40 years. Have you witnessed to 40 people? That's one every year. That's paltry. But just think. Didn't say save anybody, but just witness. But yet, even when our disobedience and our faithlessness, which was the same thing that drew them to the wilderness, God is still merciful. And you can't, you can't put a price on that. Aren't you glad that even when they were being disobedient and still dying, and maybe many of them blaming God, because you know that's how we are. Brother, I'm going to try to take my first trip around this mountain here. <laughs> Lord, please. I'm telling you. But even when things weren't going well, and, and you know how we are when, you know, the first thing we want to do is blame God. Yeah. But let me just tell you something. When God made the world, he, he, he said, it's all good. We're the ones that kind of murked it up a little bit. We did. We sold it. And, you know, but even though God did not turn his back on us, you know, when, when Adam and Eve come out of that garden, you know, they saw this part of God. He had been visiting with them, but he's not going to look on sin. Even when we are in our sin and we're doing wrong, God is still merciful to us. Why? He's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. Amen. Heaven is big enough for all of us. But like I said is, listen, even when they were doing wrong, God didn't turn his back. Even when mistakes were made in ministry here, God did not. God didn't turn his back on Pastor Williams and family. And he's not going to turn his back on you either. I'm glad about that. So, and we talked about that. And because here's the thing. If we're circling, you know, you can go out to the base and they're doing touch and goes. They're not fighting any, any, any mission or going on any missions. They're just practicing in case they have to land an emergency and all these things. And, but they're not going forward. Listen, remember I told you every person matters. There's not a single person in this room that does not matter. And if you're circling, it holds us back. And so that's why I was saying that. And then, uh, you know, so God said, you know, uh, it's important to get the victory over that. Amen. Now, remember I also said that, you know, again, I told you unbelief and disobedience, put them there to start with. But then last night we talked about the purpose of our trials. Because remember I said, God never wastes anything. He doesn't waste our pain. Pain? Yep, pain. He doesn't waste our heartache. They're all designed for our good. You know, something hurts. It's time to get yourself looked at. You know, I can remember, I'm from the old school. You remember, some of y'all remember the old Hee Haw show, and they always had that quack on it. Doc, it hurts when I do that. And he'd always hit him, well, don't do that. Aren't you glad God's not like that? Amen. Again, so tonight, as we go forward, there's some things that need to change. Again, remember I said those, those trials were there to sustain us. Remember, I couldn't get that word out last, for his, and to show us his supervision through it all. And they were severe and all that, and they were divine natures unique to us. Hope you remember some of that. But tonight, the message title, A New Beginning. Now, to have a new beginning means you had to turn <coughs> from an old or original beginning. Not that that was bad. 
And I'm basically talking about our church. I'm not, you see, I'm not going to always just talk about uh, the children of Israel and what they did because everything that they did, it, it can, can pl- uh, applies to us as well. But tonight, as we go forward, a new beginning starts. Now, I like what Brother Petraco said. I'm excited about what God's going to do in the next generation. And so in 10 or 15 years, we'll have some things to look back on. I really like that. I appreciate that, brother. You see, some of you have been here from the beginning. I hope you're not tired. Somebody wrote a song years ago. It says, I ain't, now they use some bad language. I ain't no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road will be easy. But I don't believe you brought me this far to leave me. Amen. And I know that applies to that. He come a long ways. Yes, he's tired. But you know what? He said, I'm a soldier. I'll stand here and fight anyway if it is from a wheelchair. Amen. Amen. Keep fighting, Pastor. Keep praying for us, and I know you will. A new beginning. Now, we have preached, and you probably have read the account of how Israel spent 40 years, as we've talked about, on a journey that, like I said, should only have taken 11 days. You know And the thing is, is this, is that here's the thing and the significance as well. It wasn't just about God moving a large number of people. It was about the condition of their heart. You see, it's not about all the people here. It's about the condition of each and everyone's heart. Again, we know what it says in Jeremiah 17 and verse number 9. And it says the heart is what? Deceitful above all things. Just stop. Just stop right there. When you think about it. There are many things that are deceitful, but the heart is worse than that. Are you hearing me? We're talking, now we're not talking about this blood pumping heart right here. We're talking about this is the heart of it. This is the control tower. This is the command center, and it can be very wicked. And it didn't just say uh, those out there. It didn't leave out the fundamental Baptists and those are not so fundamental and all this. It's talking about all of us and God wants to do something. And that's like I said, that's why he wants us to to get some victories in our lives because he wants us to go on. And so I say to you, God has a purpose for all those trials that we go through. It's because of our condition of our heart. And it says that it's desperately wicked uh, or, or deceitful. And again, uh, you know, but not like, like I said, and desperately, and who can know it? Let me tell you this. I always say this. Listen, you don't know what's in the bottom of your heart. And I always say this because I always laugh about this time of year. I'm going to make it, brother. Every year, you know, around Christmas time, and you hear them, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom. I don't want nothing from the bottom of no one's heart. You don't know what's down in there. That's right. I don't know what's down in there. If you don't believe me, you just push the right button, and I'll show you a thing or two, and you will too. <laughs> That's why I say, I don't, you know, God is saying, listen, he's still working on me. Ain't we the little kids say that? He's still working on my heart. And as we go forward, he still needs to work on our heart. We haven't arrived yet. I wish it was. But you know what? 
He's still carving out. You know, I always go like this. God goes every day, ka-ching, a little piece of the world flies off. Ka-ching, another little piece, because he wants to make us like his son. And when he gets us there, guess what? Boom, beam me up, Stoddy, I'm out of here. Because you're not going to stick around. So he, he does these things because he, mm, I got these little tight ears on the side of my big old head and everything. And you go ahead and laugh. But uh, it's hard to keep this thing on there with these glasses too. But again, his purpose went deeper than simply transporting, again, a large group of people to a new land. You know what he was doing? He was preparing them to live and be obedient to him. Folk, that's what these last 40 years have done for I know I'd get it one time tonight. I, you know, but that's what it's done for us. God has been preparing our hearts. He started with these two over here, preparing the messages, all the music lessons, all the competitions, and all those things. But I'm just sitting here saying he's preparing us to go into the 41st year. And some things have to be changed. You know, you know, like I said, you, how you know that, Pastor? Because the Bible says, for in, in Malachi 3.6, you heard me say it before, you know, you can't never say these scriptures enough. For I am the Lord, I change not. Amen. If he wanted them to do that, he wanted us to do it. We're the ones that change. You see, again... You know, if you read that, Malachi 7 also says, you know, it's a reminder that even from the days of your father, God knows how we are. Ye are gone away from my, uh, again, ordinances, and, uh, 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 and you not kept them. And then he says, return unto me. It basically says, just like it says in the New Testament, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. Listen, as we go into this New beginning. We cannot just say, oh, we got it made now. You know, I, I, you know, <laughs> it is great. And it's always been something that was amazing. And I say this to you. Operate as much as you possibly can debt free. Because the borrower was slave to the, the, the lender. You know, now I know we all have mortgages and all that stuff. Please pay your bills on time and all that stuff. Because a good name is better to have than riches. And silver and gold. But I'm just sitting here saying to you again is that, listen, God wanted to do something with this nation. You see, it, it, it was, think about it. What is it that God is preparing you for? You see, like I said, everyone in here, God is preparing you for the next generation. And so we have this new beginning. And you know, I'll say this probably tomorrow night or whatever, but you got to buy in. You got to say, you know, like, I like what David says, search me, O Lord. And because he's the only one that knows our heart. He's the only one that can try the reins of our heart. David says, search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thought. You know why I said it? Because he's going to do that anyway. He already knows what's in your heart. He knows what everybody's sitting here thinking right now. We're like, well, I'd be glad when he finished. You know, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> don't say amen on that. I might, hurt my, <laughs> might hurt my little feelings. But again, we see here that God was doing something to them. Listen. What good... When God said, turn and take your journey north, what good would it do for the children of Israel to enter into the promised land just like they were when they left the old land? You know what that means? What good is your testimony when it's just like everybody around you that's lost? How are you going to be a light on a hill? Yeah, that's right. You see, that's what he wants. 
You see, the thing is, is that it wasn't just like it said, well, you know, guess what, Elder? We get to go into a new land. You know, it's nice to have something new in it. You know, you get used to it, new car. But like I said, brother, you know, $800 payments, that's a lot of stolen hubcaps for me, baby. I can't even, I can't even, I, you know, that, that's one of the reasons why God's giving me problems with my foot. I can't get around like I used to run from the police, as I said. But I'm just sitting here saying to you is that, listen, what good is it going to be, young person? You say you got saved. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, not an old one. All things are passed away. All things become new. What's new in your life? There should be a difference. Yeah, I like that word behold. You know what behold means? Somebody ought to see it. Yeah. If you've got to tell somebody you're a Christian, there's a problem. Yeah. If they can't see it, if they don't see how you behave, if they don't see how you walk, if they don't see how you talk, if you just, yeah, I'm cool. I tell you what's cool about six foot down. And it'll get even hotter if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen, the nation of Israel, his, 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 he still wants them to be a shining light, a beacon to everybody else around them. Everybody else around this perimeter of this church, they can say one thing. They may not come. They say, you know what? They're still there, and they're still serving the Lord. And you know what? I say that to you today. You're not going to gain a lot of friends by trying to, to walk for Christ, young people. But I'm saying this to you. Your testimony matters. So, what happened? You see, God was going to do something in their lives. But you have to to look at something. Go back to chapter 1 of Deuteronomy. <clears throat> I got my verse messed up. Forgive me. But God was saying to them, verse number 4, I believe it is. God is getting ready to do something. After he had slain Sihon, the king of the Amorites, which dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, which dwelt at Astaroth in Edre. I don't know why I had to pick these with these hard names in here. On this side, Jordan, uh, Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses declare this law, saying, The Lord our God spake unto us. I want you to stop right there. Listen. To have a new beginning. Some things have got to be killed off. You see, after they did what God said, you know, they were to go in and folk, they were to and wipe them out. They weren't to leave anything. But after they did what God said, the Lord spoke to them. Listen, I've said this before. Do it God's way. And lead the consequences to him. You're here tonight. You can't hear from. Listen, God wants to direct you just like he directed Moses. The Bible says in Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. He wants to direct us. But you got to do it his way. Well, you know, we want to be over here a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of sin over here. Oh, better get back online. Oop, got to get back over here a little bit of sin. No, we got to go and do it just like God said do it. As we go forward, some things have got to be killed off. You know, Paul said, I die daily. And, and you can apply that in a lot of ways. But we do have to die daily from a lot of things. Amen. There's a lot of things standing in the way, and, and they have been standing. I made it around it. That's how I know. But I'm saying to you is this, is that as we go forward, we have to allow God to change some things. And the Lord spake unto us in Horeb, saying, and I talked about this, you have dwelt long enough in this mountain. We preached that. Again, 
You want to hear from God or from the Holy Spirit? Because it's his time now. You see, doing this Old Testament, God dealt with them. But in our New Testament, it's the Holy Spirit's time. Please don't misunderstand. But here's the thing. You see, the Bible tells us that in Psalm 66, right around verse 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. If you're going to go into the new uh, uh, beginning, you can't regard. So, you know, it says, uh, you know, I'm looking at that. You know, that might be all right. That's what got Eve in trouble. She looked and, yeah, it looks good. You know, it was sin. It wasn't the right thing to do. But I'm telling you tonight, folk, is this, is that if you're going into the new direction, you can't regard and say, well, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. Do you ever notice the world don't care how they offend you? You don't care how they take away our rights. And if we don't have young men like this one here and that one back there and others who are standing up front, they'll take everything. And they don't care. But there again, folks, in a new beginning, you can't be regarding sin in your life. You can't be, well, you know, that's an X-rated movie. Let me tell you something. David said, Psalms 101, verse 3, there it is, two of these two. I will place no wicked thing before my eyes. Listen, if you, yeah, what is it with us? Can't you live without that stuff? You know, do you have to be at this place and not big? This is where we need to be. But yet, you know, oh, no, I got to have the latest bling and the, the latest this. And I'm not saying you, you got to wear feathers and, and, and you can't do nothing else or all that stuff. But I'm just sitting here telling you guys, God wants to do more with us. Amen. And eating locusts and honey, I, 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 now I don't know about that locust, but honey is pretty good. But, you know, locusts, that. But God, if God tell me to eat locusts, give me two more, God. You know what I'm saying? Give me some more. But you can't do that. You know, uh, uh, you know what it says that, again, uh, and that we regard iniquity. You know, iniquity is gross sin and things that you plan. And you, well, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm planning to do this. It's Friday night. Where is everybody? We're out at the bar. But like I was saying, you keep placing this stuff in front of your eyes and you keep going these places. And then, oh, I can't sleep at night. I done seen this and scared the living snot out of me. I'm, I'm about snot tonight because I got a cold. But I'm just sitting here saying to you, folks, don't place that stuff there. And then you don't have to deal with that. You know, all, you know what a movie is? It's just a grown-up once upon a time. You remember when we were in grade school, Jack and Jill went up the hill and they never make it. And it once upon a time. You know, that's all a movie is. And you're paying good money for that. Now, I know a lot of people don't go to movies anymore. You can go rent them. And in the comforts of your own home. But I'm just saying, guys, as we go forward, we need to cut those things out. Those things have to be killed. Again, don't regard those things. Because when you do, you're not going to hear from the Lord. You see, like I said, once they, just read the scripture, once they kill, uh, you know, Sihon and, and Og, bingo, now they're going to hear from God. This was Moses. He always heard from God, right? Not always. The Lord, the rest of that scripture, and I'll read it through. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Prayers aren't going to get answered. Liberty, you can't run on sin. Liberty, you are liberty. Not just pastor and his wife and and some, some others sold out that have been here through it all. Every one of us needs to take a look at that and say, am I regarding iniquity in my heart? You know, because God loves you. 
He wants to answer your prayer. He's not mad at you. Isn't that something? I'm so glad tonight. There is nothing that I can do, and I'm not going to try, but there's nothing I can do to turn his love away from us. I heard somebody say this, God loves me, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen. I'm glad he does, because I can only love myself sometimes. If I don't let somebody say it, I don't live this long, I'd have treated myself a little better. But there again, you see, tonight as we go into this new beginning, you know, we want to see what God is going to do. So we look here and we see that, again, God has done all these things. And incredible things. But again, he wants to do more. And again, you can't hear from the Lord in the direction you are going. The first thing he does is give them a new direction. The first thing. Now, I'm saying this lovingly. There's not nothing wrong with the direction that God is leading liberty. But I'm saying this on behalf of the leadership. In the new generation, God maybe wants to turn you in a different direction. Not away from what you're doing. But my point is, is this, is that will you be willing to follow? You see... Again, we see that as we go into these next years, he's not going to do the same thing. He's going to do something more. And it's going to require us to say, you know what? I'm going to follow. You know, you know, Moses got weary from time to time. And they had to have somebody to help hold up his arms so they could win the battle. You've got to hold up the arms of your leadership right here. The deacons, the preacher. You can't always go, you know, you know how we can grumble. You try getting up here. You try leading a, a group of people. You ever notice something? I've said this before. You know, the word pastor and pasture sound very similar. You know, in the pasture, there's sheep there. And you know, sheep will bite you. They sure will. And you know, they will do other things in the pasture because they don't have a latrine. But they do the same thing to pastors. And you know, they wear them out instead of lifting them up because they watch for your soul. Man, it's a lot. So as we go into this new generation, God wants us to turn. He's going to turn some things around. He gives them a new direction. And again, it all came after they took care of the sin that needed to be taken care of. Goes right back again. You know, I mentioned this the other night. And Joshua was in the land, and they had just come off of the big victory in Jericho. Now we go to this little town. Oh, we don't need everybody. And if you read the scripture, nowhere in that passage did they even seek God. So they sent 3,000 and they got 36 of them killed. They weren't supposed to lose those. Folks, as we go, you can't leave God out. You can't just mail it in. Well, we've always done it this way before. It always worked before. God is saying tonight, again, we need to get rid of those gross sins. I know you guys are probably ready for me to quit tonight, but that's all right. I'm just saying that. I I really appreciate y'all coming out. And I really appreciate Pastor allowing me to be here. So, Again, a couple of familiar scriptures I want to mention tonight. And I said this somewhat earlier. But in Hebrews 13, 8, you know the scripture. What? Somebody could probably quote it. Jesus Christ, 
the same. Yesterday, that means the Old Testament as well, past, today, and forever. What are you saying, Pastor? He wants to, like, remember I said he wants to direct your life? Just like he directed. There's nothing new. There's nothing different. It's not saying, well, you know, he directed Israel. That was for Israel. Great. But this is for us. You know, read what it says in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, where it says these things were given for an example. An example is what it's saying. For us to realize every word of these scriptures, no, we don't kill ghosts and stuff. We have the perfect sacrifice already sacrificed on the cross for us. But all those things, God means for us to take a note of those things. So you can't just say, well, you know, that was the Old Testament. Like I said, he's not the God of I was. He's the God of I am, will always be. And then if you need more help, Romans 2, 10 and 11, you know what it says? But glory, honor, and peace to every man. That worketh good to the Jew first and also the Gentile, which is you and me. And then pay attention to this one. I probably, I'd say it all the time. For there is no respect of person with God. He's leading other congregations. But he wants to lead this one too. A new beginning. So you see, God... Wants to give us direction. How's he going to do it? By the word of God. That's the way he always does it. You're not going to get directions. Well, you know, us guys, we're the worst. Get a new gadget. Now, guys, don't get on me too bad. Because I do this too. Oh, I know how to put that together. (laughs) A couple weeks later. Honey, I think we're going to have to get another part. (laughs) Because we don't want to go by the directions. This is the directions. You know, when I get a chance to sign somebody's Bible, I always say, the directions in this book will never lead you astray. Never. 100% every time. You just follow them. As we go into the new, there's no quick fixes. It took 40 years for us to get this far. It's going to take even more to go further. The problems that we have faced over the last 40 years are to prepare us to go into the next year. And they're not going anywhere. And that's what God was doing with the children of Israel in the wilderness. So we see God, again, gives that direction via his word. He prompts. Most of you know this verse. Psalms 119, verse 105. What is it? Thy what? Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, when I came, and you'll hear me say this again probably, to this church, now mind you, It was a new experience for me. And they always opened with the same song. And I wasn't quite used to hymns like I am now. But I'm going to tell you one thing. The one thing that's always been solid in this church is the Word of God. It's always been taught. It's always been preached. It's been insisted upon. And it's got us this far. Well, don't stop now. Amen. The word of God. It's great. I tell you, the, the song ministry here and the specials, it, they are awesome. Thank God. But it's the word of God that we need to turn to. Listen, let me just give you something. Listen, you can't afford to go out. You know, there used to be an old commercial. I'm telling you how old I am. You, you do the American Express. Don't leave home without it. God's Word, don't leave home without reading it. Don't get in your car till you at least had something. If it ain't nothing but Jesus' well, it'll make a difference in your day. Amen. 
Evening and morning will I pray also and cry aloud. You know what? Isn't he worth it? I mean, the man that's going to save my soul and your soul, and we're going to live in heaven forever. And we can't give him a few minutes of our day. Give him the best part of your day. You know, we all get up in the morning time, and I already told you about the Rice Krispie episode I have. Snap, crackle, pop. I told you that. But after all that stuff happens, I need to get along with the Word. If you want liberty to get stronger, we need Christians and people to not afraid to get along with the Word. Amen. And, don't, you know, don't get along and say, well, God, I need this. And God, he know what you need, but you also need to be on your knees and just thank him. Lord, thank you for this preserved Word. Thank you that we live in a country where we can still read it. Yes, yes. As we go into this new generation, folk, that's what it's going to take. It's always took that. And it's always going to take even more. Again, God commanded Moses, turn and take your journey. Again, after they dealt with all that sin that had to be taken care of and all those people that died off, the Lord, like I said earlier, wanted to use Israel. You're not here for 40 years just because, but God, and I tell you, isn't that amazing? Six million copies? You know, I can remember a few times taking those John Romans off, and we, it was like we held them right here. And we would pass them. And you know what? This is the word of God, and realize somebody's going to get saved at that. And, you know, you had a little part in that? Oh, my. I mean, it just would do something to you. You're holding God's word close to your heart, your little heart, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my. And just to know, Lord, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to do something with your word because it's not coming back void. So we see here that, again, he told them, because I want you to, I want you to be something. I want you to be a light, and I want you to be example to others. And again, I said this: it's the same for Liberty Baptist Tabernacle moving forward. He's certainly not through with us. I'm glad about that. Tonight, I'm just going to share with you. When I was writing these notes weeks ago, the Lord had me write someone here tonight needs a new beginning. Someone here tonight needs to turn toward God. That's what God had me write. Now, I don't know who it is, it might be several, but I believe this much God had me write it, and so I wrote it. But God is interested in every one of us. And, you know, there's, he loves us so much, there's nothing we can do to there. You know, now you know we can be rotten sometimes, can't we? And we're going, like, I don't want to be around you, man. <laughs> you know, if you give Pastor Holder too many beans, you won't want to be around me either. I'm just going to tell you. But I'm sitting here saying to you, God's never going to say that to me. He's saying, come on home. I love you. I'm going to put a ring on your finger. I'm going to kill the fatted calf. I'm going to make a big difference. So I don't know. But I do know God had me write that. And I said, and I said, Lord, someone, you know who you are. I'm not picking on anyone. I'm just giving you what God does say to the Lord. So as we go into this new beginning, we need to turn around some things. Maybe it's to rededicate your life. But God knows that. Listen, if God has touched your heart, don't turn from him. Turn toward him. 
it could be your last time. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. We know that. But don't we live like, oh, I know I got 30, 40 more years. Yeah, sure. And then about that last year, well, you know, I'm getting a little long in the tooth. I reckon I better get right now. Well, the Lord come back. That's not, that's not repenting. God knows that. A new beginning starts right now. Not just for salvation, but rededication, cutting away things in our lives that are just not right because God wants to continue to move this congregation. Look at what he's done. And he's still doing things. Amen. You can't say that enough. So tonight, oh, but I always lose track of my time when I'm up here. But I do appreciate you all. Again, he hasn't changed. I said that a while ago. Humans have changed. He hasn't changed his way again for salvation through the foolishness of preaching. That's what the Bible says. But you know what? It's foolishness to those outside. But it's salvation to us. Amen. God is still convicting and urging you. Turn from your wickedness. I said this before. It's amazing the things we can do. But it's amazing the things God can do. Where sin abounds, grace did much more abound. Mm, 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 mm. But here's the thing. Another familiar scripture. We need to do some praying. We need to humble ourselves. That's what it says in 2 Chronicles. If my people, that's us. We want to see something new and different, then you know what? We need to be on our knees, humbling ourselves, turning from our wicked ways because he's not going to hear us if we don't. And you know what? He's promised. You know what? Then will I forgive their sins and heal their land. And you hear from heaven. Again, folks, everyone, everybody, hands on deck. You want things to turn around in your life? Humble yourself. Say, God, here I am. Because he knows where we are. Here I am, Lord. I'm sitting in the middle. You know, it's easy to get lost, you know, because the congregation is growing. Thank God. But it's easy to get lost in here where I can just sit back here and just ease and cruise my way along. And nobody has to know that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. If you can live like that, there's something wrong. If that don't bother you again, there's something wrong. But again, folks, you don't have to be that way. Look, what you, you know, I remember when we used to preach down here at the jail. And I always would tell those guys, they'd come in, you know, head all down. I said, look here, don't hold your head down unless you're praying. I say, because every one of us are sinners saved by grace. Now, some of you may not have be able to say that, but I'm just sitting here saying to you tonight, don't hold your head down because of past mistakes and, and things like that, because he's the God of many chances. Amen. Somebody says second chance. I need more than just second. You know, I, I need several, and you do too. Seek God continually, not just when the crisis is over. You know, there's been a lot of crises, like I said, you know, you guys are, you like I said, his hair used to didn't be that white. <laughs> he didn't dye it that way, I'm telling you. Now, we weren't talking about me. <laughs> uh, brother told me, he said, yeah, I remember you. Your hair was black. I said, it was probably dyed. <laughs> I said, but anyway, I'm just sitting here saying to you is that, listen, God's been merciful. And like I said, they had to buy in. You've got to buy in. I think it was said last night. Brother said it. You know, it's a personal thing. You just got to get real with God. 
You just got to say, you know what? I won't change to come back. I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of, again, circling that mountain. And, and you know what? And God keeps giving you those trials to get you to turn and realize, hey, you need to, you, you got to quit. He wants you to take your journey. God has a way for everyone. No matter, you know, I always used to say this, 8 to 80, bow-legged, blind, crippled, or crazy, God still has something for you. Bad leg, bad, I laughed when brother said, but the only thing works on my ears, and I started saying, huh, what'd you say? But the bottom line is this, folks. Each new generation, hear me, has to commit itself. God. This new generation that we have stepped into, this new beginning has to commit itself to God in obedience and in faith. That's what's going to be needed as we go forward. It's not going to change. And your favorite words to hear tonight as we close tonight. I just already alluded to this, but you've never trusted Jesus Christ, or you've never trusted in the finished work of the cross. You can settle that tonight. You know, a lot of times, and I'm not against that by no means, but if you ever noticed the Romans road, which we are so familiar with, did you ever notice what it says, we know there's the virgin birth, and we know Christ lived a sinless life, but it said if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. I mean, the Christ was dead. Thou shall be saved. I mean, really. Now, everybody's sitting in a chair, and you believe in that chair is going to hold you up. And it has. How much harder, how much easier it is. You know, God has made it so a man that I'll never forget. Moorcroft, Wyoming. Quadruplegia. That means all he could do is turn his head. You know what? He really didn't like black people. Here's this black preacher, because I am. <laughs> Going over to his house. I've been black all my life. <laughs> but I go over to him, and he's ready to receive the gospel. He didn't have time to, to go witnessing and do all those things, but he was willing to believe that Christ died for his sins. Folk, as we go forward, if you want to get on board, you got to start there. Yes, it's great to be faithful. Yes, it's great to be, be doing this and that, but it's even better when you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Folk, I'm done tonight. My wife told me, I, I really miss her being here with me. And she says, Harold, Get up there, say what you're going to say, and sit down. That's good advice because I have said what I needed to say. We're into a new beginning. Thank God. Thank God. We still have our pastor here, and you're still here. Let's go forward. Like I said, there's no reason to go backwards. What, has, what is there to turn back to? You've seen the, the, the ills. You've seen the, what mistakes can do. Let's not go back. God wants to use you and you. And you know this, and I, I really am done. He can't. She can't. They can't. We can't reach everybody. 
You know, when I show up, people go, oh, no. You know, first thing you're going to do is a black man. Well, you know what? Great. I got a great tan. I'm proud of it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You can reach them in places that I can't. You're in places that I can't. That's why you need to be able to tell people that very thing. You don't have to know the Bible from cover to cover, but you ought to live a life and say, Lord, give me the words to say and give me someone to say it to, and he will. You're in places that I can't be. I don't want to hit you. I, uh, worse than that, I'll be on spit on you. I don't want to do that either. But I'm just sitting here saying to you, is guys, listen. Let's go forward. Let's be. Let's get on board. The rest of the messages this week, Lord willing, are just that to encourage us even more. So, yes, we're going to mission Israel. Yes, we're going to do that. But you know what? We still need to realize. Hey, I want to see what God's going to do, and I want to get involved. I'm tired of sitting on the side. I'm tired of seeing everybody else getting the race. Pastor, would you come?